B105. Jane Seymour. Wedding Crashers. Bond Girl. A Dr. Quinn. Medicine Woman. The lovely Jane Seymour. Bye. The War with Grandpa. It is in cinemas December 3rd. It is so good to have a movie coming to the cinemas, especially <laughs> in 2020. Uh, Jane Seymour is on with us right now. Good morning. Good morning. We have been privileged to get a, a peek of it early, and it is so funny. Uh, but I didn't even realise that it was a, an 11-year-old boy that sort of pitched the story to his parents, and now it's in cinemas. Exactly. And, uh, you know, and, and his father actually listened to him and just said, you know what, this, we will give it a try. So he was actually one of the producers, I think, the 11-year-old. He wow. had his own chair, <laughs> you know, he <laughs> sat next to Mr. De Niro. And he would, this is the funny part, he would actually go up to Robert De Niro and say, good job. <laughs> oh, I guess when wow. you're that young, you don't fear him. Like, no, you don't do that. No. <laughs> he was a producer. He was 11, and he felt he could say if, if, if the man working for him was doing a good job or not. That was so funny. So funny. Robert De Niro plays an angry man in all of the movies he does. And, and I mainly remember him from when he does, um, you know, Meet the Parents and that. And I'm petrified of, of that man. But in real life, is he, is he like that? Or you always hear that they play angry people, but they're just sweethearts. You know what? He keeps himself to himself a lot. But I actually did. Apparently, I'm one of the few people actually made, managed to have quite a conversation with him. And, um, you know, he's... Uh, uh, you know, he's he's a lovely man. He's I think he just focuses on what he's doing, or otherwise he reads his newspaper and he just you know keeps mm. to himself. But when you're acting and you're out there and you're doing, you know, jumping on the trampoline and the rest of it, he's hilarious. When talking and about, he's wonderful, wonderful to work with. Oh yeah. my goodness, really funny. Talking oh, yeah. about the trampoline scene because I don't want to give too much away, but. They're obviously all old men, and I think you're all supposed to be of the same <laughs> age. Oh, don't say obviously. They well, may not think that they no, are. They no, were. they were. It was they very are. obvious. But the thing is, Jane, you're supposed to be of the same age, and you're like this fit thing. <laughs> that is just <laughs> unbelievable. Well, uh, I, the funny part was that um, when we all got on the trampoline, you know, they said, well, you know, because, uh, you know, when you're an actor and they say, are you fit to work? You go, yes, of course I am. I, you know, do you ride a horse? Of course I ride a horse. You travel yes. <laughs> but, you know, everyone there had sort of bad parts and, you know, broken knees and hips that were probably creaking, including <laughs> myself. But nobody wanted to let anyone know we weren't anything other than perfect. <laughs> so, of course, we all trampled like crazy. And, and at the end of the day, there were, there were some wounded warriors, definitely. <laughs> Well, and uh, thank you for saying I'm looking fit, but I'm nearly 70, so I, I'm not maybe quite as old as some of them, but I'm getting there. You're, you're an amazing woman, Jane, and you're a Hollywood legend. You've done so much. You're a Bond girl, <laughs> uh, one of my favourite shows growing up, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. And the cast of Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman just got back together for a reunion, didn't they? We did. We, we had a, It was my idea. I got them all on Zoom. And we did two things. One was just talking and saying hello and, and you know, talking about anecdotes from when we made the, the, the show. And then Beth Sullivan, bless her, went and wrote, uh, has written what would be a wonderful sequel, a whole series. Mm. But um, until such time or in case it never happens, we just thought we'd, uh, you know, we'd do a little scene that she wrote specially for the Zoom. So we did a whole Zoom thing about a pandemic and about, mm. you know, how the characters would react to Dr. Quinn saying they had to you know, understand about these germs. So it was really quite fun. 
Well, we're talking off the air. We're trying to... Well, we're having a bit of an argument, actually, about <laughs> the exact year Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman was set in when you were filming the storyline. What what year was that meant to 1870 be? 1870-something. Closest. Yeah, so it yeah. would be turned, yeah, in the 1870s, mid-1870s, I think. Yeah, right. See, I was going to guess 1995. Um, I was going like 90, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You know, the funniest part was, I don't know if you saw it, but um, I did a, a thing called Dr. Quinn Morphine Woman. Did you see that? No. On Funny or Die. I... Well, I pitched to Funny or Die, you know, the, the show here, and you can find it online. And I said, um, you know, it would be very humorous if Dr. Quinn, who only had morphine and alcohol, had inadvertently turned the entire town into raging addicts and alcoholics. Yes. So we actually got skinny deep from Breaking Bad yeah. to come in and guess. And the night before, I called up the cast who I hadn't seen in 10, 15 years. And I said, hey, does anyone still have their costume? If not, can you bring something similar? Can you show up at the ranch, you know, where we used to film? Bring your own hair and makeup. We're going to, you know, do a whole wow. comedic thing on this. And, oh, my goodness, we had so much fun. It was hilarious. That's Will Ferrell's yeah. channel, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. And then yeah. I did a Jimmy Kimmel, which was... Dr. Quinn, uh, medical marijuana woman. <laughs> so, we've tried to bring her in into our century, but actually, clearly, you know, she had, if you think about it, all they had really was uh, um, a leather strap and mm. boiled water if you're having a baby, yeah. morphine and whiskey. Mm. That was it. Oh, and willow bark tea, which was an aspirin, basically, but... At that time, it was still in the form of a piece of bark off the tree. <laughs> we're, we're talking about your house appearing on Cribs, the TV show, many, many years ago, and it's made headlines. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, because I don't know what your take is in it, but apparently Robbie Williams pretended that it was his house and he, yeah. in fact, yeah. just hired yours. Did he just hire it for Cribs and were you aware? No, I did not know about the crib thing. Wow. Um, my house is um, an, a grade one listed, huge 14-bedroom house, over a 1,000 years old. It was built in 950, most of it, or part of it. Wow. And um, rock groups used to um, rent it when I wasn't there and, and you know, behave very well and looked after it very nicely. Mm-hmm. And obviously all my stuff was hidden away somewhere. Um, Robbie came in and... Unbeknownst to me, the person it was supposed to be protecting all my things opened up the closet, gave all my clothes and jewellery to all of Robbie's friends. Wow. Um, and they obviously partied hearty, but the worst part was he pretended it was his house on Crips, and there were always photographs of my children, you know, <laughs> naked, in, you know, in playing in the grass, as, as very small children do. So wow. it was so wrong. And, so he got, and I didn't know, but... Somebody warned me about it two days before, and we tried to get him to cease and, and desist, mm. but um, he didn't. See, wow. Jane Seymour? So we, we removed the pictures of the children, at Okay, least. well, yeah. at least that, yeah. <laughs> you would have thought, anyway. after all those years ago, when Robbie Williams did that on Cribs, Airbnb wouldn't be a thing, but look at us go right around the world now, not caring. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, OK Computer was uh, recorded there at my house. Get out of town. Uh, if you're a Radiohead fan yes, or, or The Cure. So, yeah, we had the most amazing sound there. It, musicians loved it. Johnny Cash was there. Oh, wow. They were so inspired when they were at that house. So that's why we let um, musicians be there. God, that your, your house has inspired some of the greatest music that ever exists, Jane. Exactly. Even the London Chamber Orchestra came there and stayed, and they they rehearsed all day. Can you imagine hearing, 
hearing those amazing violins, Crisper Warren Green. You yeah, know, your neighbours hated it, Jane. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's rented it out again. <laughs> uh, no, no neighbours never heard anything because we were far away from everyone, yeah, so yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, so all the cars, because I watched the video, all the cars Robbie Williams was pointing to, were they all yours? You know what? I don't remember. No, I, I, doubt, I mean, if there was a Range Rover there, that would have been mine. <laughs> that was the family no, car. I think he probably brought... No, I think he probably brought some other cars in there. I have no idea what that naughty guy did. Imagine if your, friends, if, if your friends were watching it, they'll be like, oh, damn, I didn't realise Jane was now with Robbie Williams because he's moved in. But, but I have seen him since. I saw his wife, actually, a year or so ago in London, and she said, oh, gosh, Robbie really wants to, he owes you an apology. And apparently he actually stole a hat from the hat room, you know, cloth cap, not not an expensive hat, but one of mine. And uh, apparently in, the, in a moment of, um, of feeling like maybe he'd done something wrong, he made a point of saying, and I even stole her hat, and I'm so sorry. So, so has he apologised to you personally, or it's just been a roundabout? I think I've heard it. I think it was over the phone, no. yeah, but right. um, mm-hmm. as I recall, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were a, a Bond girl for um, Roger Moore. And we are waiting. One yeah. of the biggest films that was hit by the pandemic was um, uh, Daniel Craig's last James Bond. It was one of just about to come out when the pandemic hit. Who is your favourite Bond? Are you watching the new ones? Uh, yes, I do actually, and and I'm friends with most of them. Um, Daniel Craig's always been very complimentary about me, and I think he's quite brilliant. Of course, Roger Moore has to be my favourite because um, I was that was my Bond. Yep. Um, Literally. Sean, Sean Connery, I, I've met on, on many occasions. I thought, obviously, when I was growing up, he was Bond. And, of course, Pierce is a very good friend. Yeah, who, who have I left out? Timothy Dalton, but everyone does. It's okay. Mm, okay, mm. sorry about that. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Not your fault. <laughs> hey, uh, you're, you're a mother of four boys. How um how yeah. how did they go when they found the Playboy magazines of Mum? Oh, oh God. gosh! Oh, they were uh, they were quite impressed actually because uh, they appreciated the fact that I a wasn't naked and um, b somehow managed to get people excited about the essentiality of a woman without having to lose my dignity. Mm, oh, yeah, they, they and especially tasteful. their friends coming over for parties would have been fun. Like, um, You know, I think more of an issue would have been wedding crashes because <laughs> they, <laughs> they were quite young when that happened. They're like, oh. <laughs> I, I, That was a brilliant and, movie. Thank you. Well, you know, they my, my kids are great and they totally appreciate what I do and they and they know that I've you know, never done anything that I was, you know, incredibly, mm. I think, embarrassed mm. or... I play roles. That's what I do, you know. I love my comedy, so mm. that's mm. good. We did hear, though, that uh, there was a lot of stuff that happened behind the scenes of wedding crashes with everybody that uh, that you actually said if there was cameras there on that, it would have been uh, a movie all in itself. <laughs> well, uh, yes, I, you know, we all actually stayed at that beautiful location where we were filming the wedding, and so we had everyone had a very nice bedroom overlooking the, the lake. And uh, Bradley Cooper was in the next room from mine, so everyone tended to go past my room to his. <laughs> um, and, and there was lots of fun and games going on there. I was stuck there with um, Henry. <laughs> Henry would, would stop by while I was there, so I was with the older, the older ones. But uh, <laughs> no, Isla Fisher and I, we used to hang out and do some fun stuff, and, and uh, Vince and Owen were great. I used to hang out with them, and I brought some of my younger um, kids with me to, you know, adult kids, and mm. um, they get got to be on the set with me. And it was really, really, really funny. Isla Fisher, the Aussie girl, I'm sure she was well-behaved on set. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aussies right. always are, don't you think, Jane? Married or about to be married uh. to Sasha Baron Cohen, so I think he was he was keeping his eye on her. Mm-hmm. And but she's she was lovely and talented and fun, and she became a very good friend to me. She used to say, Jane, Rachel, and I, we're not taking our clothes off, but you are, and you're old. Thanks, <laughs> 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 I, 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 I think you should. I think you know, if you're a real actress, you should do it. <laughs> We all they should. All, they all have body doubles. They all have body doubles except for me. Muggins. Muggins didn't have body doubles. <laughs> the rest oh, wow. of the crew well are standing around going, take it off! <laughs> take it off! <laughs> uh, hey, this looks like uh, everyone is going to enjoy this movie, and it is, like I said at the start of this, so amazing to have films back into the cinemas. The War with Grandpa, uh, December 3. Jane Seymour, we have loved speaking with you. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, you're welcome. Stop. B105.